I'm Autumn Lockett. And this is Mitch Randall. And you're listening to Good Faith Weekly. On this episode of Good Faith Weekly, we have Jim Hopkins, pastor at Lakes Tour Baptist Church in Oakland, California, where uh, that community has been locked down for the last three days uh, because of the coronavirus. Uh, so you want to stay tuned for that interview uh, following the conversation that Autumn and I are about to have. Autumn, how are you doing? You know what? I'm a little bit chilly. I'm sitting <laughs> as well, it's the second day of spring, Autumn. Why are you chilly? <laughs> well, if you would tell the Oklahoma weather that, that would just be fantastic. So yesterday I sat on my front porch and then today I am working from the front seat of my car inside my garage under a blanket because I can't record in my house. There's too many people in there. <laughs> yeah, you've got four kids and a husband at home right now. Everybody and a puppy. And a puppy, so yeah, I can't imagine uh, that uh, it, it, it's a bit loud in your house these days. How's it going at your house? Still that yeah, quiet well. empty nest? Yeah, my wife and I were empty nesters for the long period of three months. Then overnight, we found ourselves uh, with our two college kids back home, which has been really nice having them back home. But uh, as you can imagine, they're not too excited about being back home with mom and dad. <laughs> but we're we're finding our new normal. It's 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 good. So yeah. Well, you know, as we've been um, kind of road mapping this podcast and we've seen just an increase in need for this community that we're building here, this Good Faith Weekly community, and we've been talking to pastors and doctors and um, have some more really great guests lined up. Um, one thing that everyone has touched on is, you know, the connection in face of isolation. And you mentioning your college boys made me think of there has been no lack of really hilarious memes during this time. Um, you know, humor is getting us through. And one of them that I saw was talking about online dating uh -huh. and how, um, we're back to courtship y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no first date. There's no second date. And then one of them I saw, it was like, it's time to write me a poem boy. And so, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> you know, it's, that's kind of a silly way to put it, but I, I'm conversing with church members of ours here in Norman, Oklahoma. I have text yeah. messages going with people who I've never texted with. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, that's one of the things that really is amazing yeah. about this current crisis, uh, that we all are finding ourselves in isolation. So uh, we, we all need community, even those who are self-prescribed introverts. You know, they, we, we need some kind of contact. And so being able to get out to people and to visit with them, whether that's a on social media, whether that's a phone call, a text, or, you know, God forbid we even write a letter these days. Uh, I know that's way back, back in my day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we do, we, we, we do crave this. Uh, it's been interesting to see, like you said, it, it's really kind of rekindled the way we communicate with one another in a more frequent manner. Yeah. Absolutely. I know we've started um, sort of a conversation piece um, around uh, kind of that good faith community. There's a, a new Facebook group instead of a page where people can talk about um, good faith gatherings. Good faith gatherings. There we go. Um, and so that's a great place to come and talk with people who um, are probably in a similar place to you. But one thing that a question that we posed on there was, how are you finding connection how are you finding some solace during this really tricky time and uh, one thing that I noticed is as we're out walking our little puppy who has the tiniest bladder in the universe um, no one can warn us about same. that <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, people who I usually just kind of like glance at and keep walking or maybe wave or do a hand nod or, you know, a one finger kind of wave. Um, we're doing a six feet away, but like a true conversation. Um, mm. People are just craving that connection. And I think this is a real chance for, you know, people of all, you know, of a Christian faith to really be there for other yeah. people. You know, we're hearing uh, from churches all across the country about uh, congregational mobilization and uh, younger members uh, going grocery shopping for their older members and setting those groceries outside uh, of their homes. Uh, we're just seeing people check on one another uh, routinely. Uh, and that is that is such a positive thing to see. It's really the church being the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as, as dark and as bleak as this current crisis is, there are beacons of hope that are emerging throughout this, and, and we should, those should not go unnoticed. Uh, the human spirit is an incredible, uh, an incredible thing to see when it flourishes as, as it is right now, uh, even in the midst of dark times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I think none of us really know what's going to happen. There's a lot of questions. I know, uh, you know, we talked to Dr. Hefner, he mentioned checking at, you know, the cdc.gov website to make sure you're um, apprised of everything that's going on, but none of us knows what's going to happen next with this. And I think just making sure that we're taking care of people or being our best selves that we're taking care of each other um, Mm -hmm. is, is just so important. That's basically all we can do right now. That's not, well, that's not, I mean, that is not all we can do, but also because there is this big unknown about how this virus uh, is going to continue to spread and how many people are already infected by it that aren't showing symptoms. uh, Dr. Uh, Anthony Fauci uh, has often said, as well as other experts, such as Dr. Hefner said a couple of weeks on our, a couple of weeks ago, or last week, I guess, on the pod, uh, we've got to flatten the curve. And the only way to do that is through self-isolate or self-quarantine and uh, good hygiene and social distancing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've got to, to, we've got to put uh, these practices in place to try to flatten that curve to make this uh, pandemic begin to fade away. It's not yeah. going to totally go away, obviously, but we can slow it down immensely. And uh, we're just going to continue to hit uh, on that, beat that drum, I guess I should say, of uh, stay safe, stay quarantined, give this thing two to three weeks so that, you know, it can, we can flatten that curve. I mean, because this is really, really a serious situation. And when I see uh, photos that were coming out of Florida this week of uh, spring breakers uh, on the beach, it just infuriates me. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, come on, come on, we're, we're better than this. And, and it was great to see some of the local officials, even though the governor of Florida uh, didn't close beaches, but the local officials did, took the, the responsibility yeah. of closing those beaches, I think, uh, as late as, as yesterday. So, so people are taking this serious. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from uh, uh, callers, uh, viewers, um, you know, readers of ethicsdaily.com, which will eventually be goodfaithmedia.org. Uh, and nurturing faith uh, readers uh, about how they're doing. Uh, go to our social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and and check in. And uh, let's let's continue this conversation, continue this connection that we are creating with one another. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, you described one side of the pendulum of the response of this, um, you know, people who were like, I don't care, I'm not going to get Corona. And if I do, I do, who are still at the beach. Um, I think there are some of us who are kind of here in the middle. We're doing what we can to, to isolate ourselves and to take care of others who can't. Um, but I don't know if you've seen this, maybe you've curated your social media in such a way that you're not seeing it. Um, but there's another side of this pendulum of people who are really responding to this in fear. And they're um, talking about stocking up on ammo. Um, they're talking about weaponizing. They're talking about, you know, militia kind of situations. Should food really come to a shortage, which we've been assured, at least here in our state, that that is not happening. It's just a matter of, you know, the supply chain catching up with the demand. Um, but, you know, what can you say as a former minister to, and it, it's kind of one of those like Mr. President titles, like once a minister, always a minister. <laughs> Right. Um, well, thank you for that. I appreciate but, that. But, you know, here we are in the South, and so you know, sometimes people do trend a little bit toward that zombie apocalypse kind of situation. So, what would you say? You know, fear is a an honest emotion, but we shouldn't let fear captivate us and overtake us. Uh, fear can force us to do things out of our humanity, uh, where we become. Uh, uh, almost inhuman-like. And so we can't let fear destroy us and we cannot let fear divide us. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to pull together. We have to practice responsibility, uh, self-restraint, making certain that uh, we don't hoard things so that others go without. Um, we need to be working together instead of fearing other people. Um, you know, these situations, as we have seen in other terrible global uh, crises, such as 9-11, brings out both the best and the worst of people. Yeah. And that's just, that's just human nature. Uh, but those of us who are good faith kind of people uh, see the world through the lenses of the one that we call Lord, and that's Jesus. And Jesus looked at crises, he looked at the other and said, there is nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. uh, we must embrace our neighbor with respect and with love, and we should serve our neighbor as we should serve ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't uh, see ourselves as any better than anyone else. We shouldn't uh, uh, hoard resources uh, so that others go without. We need to practice community, and Jesus taught us that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think in times like this, you see a, a great majority of people doing that. Mm -hmm. But you were right. You also hear a part of the culture that uh, uh, gives in to fear and begins to demonize the other. Yeah. Uh, and when we hear comments such as we've heard from our president this week calling this the Chinese virus, that is not helpful. No. No. And those that try to defend that comment. Uh, that it's shameful. Shame really, on you. It really is. I mean, this virus, uh, you know, may have began in that region, but viruses do not have a human face. Uh, no. They don't care. They don't, they don't have a political affiliation. No. They don't have uh, an ethnicity. Uh, they don't have a nationality. Right. Uh, they just infect people and cause uh, great pain and take lives. 
and so when we're trying to unite the world, when we're trying to bring people together, language such as the president has used and other people have used to defend that kind of language, uh, it has no place in uh, a decent and civilized uh, in world. And, and, and it is shameful, you're right. Yeah, it is. Um. Well, it's been a heavy topic today. It has been a heavy topic. And, you know, it, it's heavy times. But as, you know, we're going to be hearing from uh, Jim Hopkins later on in this yeah. pod and then some of our other uh, interviews coming on this week. Uh, we've got uh, scheduled Ellen DiGiosia from First Baptist Church, Jefferson City, Tennessee. Um, we've got some other invitations uh, out that we're hoping to hear back from soon. But there's some amazing stuff going on. Yeah, uh, it really is. And people are, the, the, the human spirit is resilient and their resolve is, is impeccable. And we're going to get through this. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to cry together and we're going to laugh together. And in the end, uh, we're going to experience resurrection like we've never experienced it. And I can't wait for that day to come. Absolutely. And uh, we've got a guest coming up on our next segment. So, uh, Stay tuned for uh, Jim Hopkins. Are you looking for a new way to grow your faith? Nurturing Faith is offering five of their best-selling devotionals for only $12 for Good Faith Weekly listeners. Go to nurturingfaith.net to find hope from Carol Bozeman Taylor, John R. Roebuck, Blake McKinney, Michael L. Ruffin, and Merrill J. Davies. The books are all available in the bookstore section of the Nurturing Faith website. And now, back to Mitch and Autumn. Welcome back to Good Faith Weekly. This is Mitch Randall and Autumn Lockett. We have a very special guest with us today, joining us all the way from Oakland, California, the pastor at Lakeshore Avenue Baptist Church, uh, Reverend Dr. Jim Hopkins. Jim, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, good morning. It's, I guess it's a, a pleasure, but it's an honor. And, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we know you and your uh, 40 million cohorts out in California are... Uh, really suffering the brunt of this current crisis we're facing with COVID-19. Uh, Governor Newsom, uh, Gavin Newsom of California, issued an order for all Californians to uh, shelter in place starting today. Uh, but in the Bay Area where you minister, uh, this has been going on for a couple of days now. So uh, just for our, our listeners, tell us uh, how, how's that order going? How are you doing personally? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, the shelter-in-place order started for the Bay Area counties on on Tuesdays, and broad terms, if, if uh, what you're doing is not essential, stay home. Um, grocery stores, gas stations, hospitals, hardware stores are essential. Restaurants are takeout only. A lot of my family the members, my wife, my uh, Oldest son, his wife uh, work in the medical world, so they're out, out working. Uh, religious work is deemed non-essential. Uh, I was supposed to have a great graveside service yesterday, and the uh, uh, mortuary called and said it needs to be postponed. Uh, we've been told our, our work is non-essential. So wow! So you were told by the is that part of the. Uh, lack of a better term, executive order of sheltering in place is no funerals can take place? That's, that's, the, this was just a pretty small service. It was going to be outdoors, graveside, 
And uh, yeah, they, they reached out and said that they were uh, not able to do it. So yeah. what is the plan in situations like that where funerals are being delayed? Yeah, uh, because we had, you know, just a, in our church, a, a big funeral this past Saturday and, you know, tried to do social distancing things. I mean, how do you not hug at a funeral? But uh, right. um, yeah, I think going forward, there, there certainly will be uh, restrictions. I mean, I, every church I know um, is uh, going to go completely online with services, Bible studies for, for the duration. We were all thinking it might be, you know, two, three weeks. Uh, the order was through April 7th, but uh, uh, the governor yesterday did not put an end date on his, uh, on this current uh, statewide order. So, yeah, I, I, my sense is that a lot of, a lot of memorial services are going to be uh, delayed. Now, you know, how does that impact, you know, traditions like uh, Muslims and others that uh, demand, you know, that burials take place very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think. So yeah, we're facing. Oh, well, then there might be uh, there might be a revision on uh, on uh, what's essential in that regard. I don't know. Sure. Right. Sure. So, uh, Autumn, do you have a question for Jim? Yeah, I do. So you know, China and Italy have kind of been our guidepost for what this may look like there, you know, it's almost like watching the weather. You can see what's happening, you know, out West as it's coming our way. Um, and your city was, you know, sort of like Mitch referenced, you were the front runner of this. And so have you learned anything in your couple of days advance on, you know, what we may be experiencing soon? What's, what's your word for the rest of us? Well, I mean, as we've tried to put, you know, plans in place within our congregation of taking our, directory and making sure everybody gets called, you know, um, people are just very appreciative of efforts this time to, to reach out in quote, create creative ways. I don't know that a phone call is all that creative, but, uh, <laughs> These days it sort of is, you know, yeah, I know. Kind I of know. uh, you know, and, and the fact that we, last Sunday we did have service live, but we also for the first time had an online option and, you know, we're doing a lot of the learning curve is steep there, but by and large, people are appreciative, saying, "Yeah, yeah, we really value trying to stay in touch with us." And uh, uh, so that that's one thing we've learned: just that how much people value being cared about, um, and people are. You know, there's a lot of talk that this is, although this is a crisis, this also kind of reflects maybe a new normal and. And so let's try to claim it as positively as we can that uh, this, the, here's, here's some things maybe we should have been uh, uh, doing all along and doing better and let, let's, let's claim those. So it sounds like you're saying that this is a potential opening of a door for a new way of connecting with one another, uh, you know, in a, in a real, uh, I guess, spiritual human way, because when we're in crisis, we do, op- we, we become more vulnerable obviously. Uh, And so we're open to connections and communication and to relationship. Yes, definitely. Um, And I don't want to overstate the the pain that a lot of folks are are facing uh, from uh, physical illness to economic crisis. But you're right. In in crisis, we do become vulnerable and open uh, to each other, to love, to caring, uh, to the eternal. Um, and, and, you know, in the face of this crisis, I mean, at some point, someplace in time, somebody built a church building for the first time and said, wow, that was new and different. 
and <laughs> it became the normal. Wow. And, and so, okay, so now we're, we're, we're creating these uh, virtual communities and 20 years from now, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, if, we, if we turn to God, where does God, God ask us to turn? And often it is to turn to the future. So, hmm. sure. so Jim, how are, how are you doing? I mean, uh, you've been uh, in your house now for uh, a couple of days. How are you well, going? By? So, yeah, so, so Tuesday was the first day and I was pretty much home. Um, but I needed to go down to the church office to check some mail. And, you know, people, I, we've got people that are going to be going by the church every day to check on things, to check mail, to uh, prepare deposits, that sort of thing. And the, the first day, um, um, got word that the daughter of one of our older members, a longtime member, she was 95, learned her daughter had died. Mm. And I, so what am I going to do? Uh, so I, I violated the stay in shelter in place order and went and, and saw Doris and you know, I just said, what are you going to do? Talk to a grieving 95 year old simply across the phone. That, that seemed like something a little more was demanded there. Mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday night we had a Bible study and a church council meeting uh, online. That worked reasonably well. Yeah. Um, I Wednesday, I'm not sure I did some things. Thursday, I went to the grocery store for a little bit. Um, and I've been trying to, where, where I live is real near uh, East Bay Regional Parks with some wonderful trails. Yeah. So I've been trying to get out every day for, a, for an hour on the trails, which is both a good spiritual practice. Now, you mentioned a moment ago that uh, your, your kids are in the uh, medical industry, and so they're having to go to work, obviously. Yeah. Uh, from also what I understand, that uh, you have two guests that are, or a few guests that are arriving at your house. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is, uh, I've, got, I've got four grandsons, uh, two sets of brothers, six and three. Oh, wow. And so and so this, is, this is one set of brothers. Um, and the, her, their parents live here in Oakland, and they work at the Kaiser Hospital, their physical therapist. And so they've been scrambling uh, since the school closures and mm -hmm. uh, everything, what to, what to do. And they're, they're uh, piecing together childcare. And I'm usually not in the office on Fridays. So uh, Friday, uh, we're going to have Hop Pop, that's what they call me, H-O-P-P-O-P, Hop Pop Homeschool Day. <laughs> And so we have a very demanding <laughs> curriculum prepared. Uh, I can't wait to hear what that curriculum is, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's put it this way. Wiffle ball figures prominently. So. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, Jim, uh, we appreciate you joining the show today. And uh, from uh, us at uh, Good Faith Weekly, uh, we want to wish you and all your fellow Californians the very best. Uh, these are hard days, but there is hope within this, these hard days and light within this darkness. So uh, you certainly are, are sharing that. So we appreciate that. Yeah. I want to ask Jim our last question. Okay. Yeah. So Jim, our motto at Good Faith Media is there's more to tell. Um, and so we'd like to ask our interview guest, what is your more to tell? Oh, wow. I think that uh, we human beings are very, very complex. We've got... Uh, 
the best of us comes out uh, sometimes and the worst of us comes out uh, sometimes. Um, but we are very adaptable. Mm. Um, we can learn to do new things in, in new ways. Um, there's a, a hymn writer, Carolyn uh, Winfrey Gillette, uh, has written a beautiful hymn about the living in this time of uh, health crisis. And she lifts up uh, our call to embrace um, science, compassion, and justice. And uh, I think uh, if we can, uh, more, more, to, more to tell, are the, we're, we're, we still have a lot to learn on the ways of science, compassion, and justice and the ways those intersect. Mm, that's a good word. That's a well, very thanks good Thanks so much for uh, joining us and I uh, hope uh, Hop Pop uh, School goes well today. <laughs> hey, be well, everybody. Mm -hmm.